the blast from our past network. This is my apprentice, Darth Maul. He will find your lost ship. Why do I get the feeling you're going to be the death of me? Don't say that, Master. You're the closest thing I have to a father. Lost a planet, Master Obi-Wan has. How embarrassing. How embarrassing. For over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the Old Republic. Before the dark times. Before the Empire. You have done well. I have good news for you, my lord. The war has begun. Excellent. Everything is going as planned. You're a pilot? Mm-hmm. All my life. Too little short for a stormtrooper. Huh? Oh, the uniform. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. I'm not sure this floor is entirely stable. Oh. Hello. I don't believe we have been introduced. R2-D2, a pleasure to meet you. I am C-3PO Human-Cyborg Relations. What is thy bidding, my master? There is a great disturbance in the Force. I have felt it. You know, no matter how much we fought, I've always hated watching you leave. That's why I did it. So you'd miss me. I did miss you. What? This is a rescue. I'm helping you escape. Can you fly a TIE fighter? You with the resistance? What? No, no, no. I'm breaking you out. Can you fly a TIE I fighter? I can fly anything. You're thinking, you're people gonna die? I don't know. someone with your reputation to be a little older. I need someone to show me my place in all this. And you didn't fail Kylo. Kylo failed you. I won't. You made a fair move. Screaming about it can't help you. It's not wise to upset a Wookiee. But sir, nobody worries about upsetting a droid. That's because a droid don't pull people's arms out of their sockets when they lose. Wookiees are known to do that. I see your point, sir. You were the chosen one! It was said that you would destroy this sin, not join them! Bring balance to the Force, not leave it in darkness! You were my brother, Anakin! I loved you! Lord Vader. Can you hear me? Yes, Master. Talking back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. 
I'm your host, Tim. This week, we are doing our long-awaited Star Wars franchise wrap-up. Welcome, Dean. Thank you for joining. You're welcome for joining. Thanks for inviting me on this episode. I know you had a couple <laughs> couple other options in mind. I'm glad you picked me. Yeah, exactly. Thanks. Darth was interested. I know. I, I heard. Palps wanted in. Yeah. Yeah, they all approached you. So I, I was, it was... I thought I was in trouble. R2 beeped at me. I don't, I don't know what he was talking about. I didn't understand it. <laughs> no. But I went no. with you, Dean. He, the, thank you. You are, thank you are you, the true Tim. wielder of the light side of the force. Yes. Thank you. In, in, in its purest form. Thanks, man. Yeah. And you're the true wielder <laughs> of the dark side. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. We are a perfectly balanced podcast. <laughs> that's true. That's very true. <laughs> I actually hadn't considered that yet, but yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it's over, Dean, it's over. I know, it's sad. Well, we alluded to it being sad on The Rise of Skywalker, and yeah. we talked about possibly crying. I don't know, man, I'm just feeling joyous. I feel like this is a joyous occasion, not a sad one. Yeah, I know, I was going to say, it's not sad yet, though, because I just spent a bunch of time rewatching a bunch of these movies and thinking about answers to a lot of these questions we're going to ask today, and uh, it was only fun. It was not yeah. sad at all. It was only joy, and that's what I'm feeling. I'm feeling very excited, very pumped for this episode, so maybe I'll be sad when, like, we start signing off, but I don't know. Right now, I'm just I'm just full of energy. I feel great. Um, yeah. Did you do some stretches before this episode? I was stretching. Um, I was stretching, dude. I didn't stretch. No, stretching is stretch? important. No, oh. I didn't stretch. I might pull something. I might pull a hammy in this episode. I can't believe you didn't stretch before this episode. That is ridiculous, no. Dean. No. I had a beer that's like kind of stretching. That's stretching certain things, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see how you hold up. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Muscles will be pulled probably. Oh, yeah. I I always pull muscles if I don't stretch, so... Look out hammies. Um, should we, uh, like, get in our, 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 our ships and hit hyperspace and uh, go join up with the dark side? Probably, yeah. I'm, we should probably do that. I'm kind of in the mood for that. Okay, yeah, I'd let's do it. It'll be a new experience yeah. for you, but, you know. Yeah, I've I, never been over to the dark. I, I sense... That there's a little bit of rage in you, Dean. Right. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. I get that feeling there from is. time to time. You're right. There is. There is a little bit of rage in me sometimes. So yeah. Um, if I could just uh, let that control me, let that uh, fuel me, just tap into then it. I think I can fit in. Yeah. Tap, tap it, into it. Just try tapping into it for a moment. Yeah. What's just the? Give it a go. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. I like, don't know. All life experiences are good, aren't they? It's all yeah, about learning. I guess. Tap in. Tap I in. Guess, tap in. But Tim, I think the worst that could happen is what was shown to us in these movies, and that's killing your pregnant wife. That's probably the worst that could happen. Oh, I really want to talk about that, Dean. Okay. Should, should we just talk <laughs> about that right now? That's later in my notes. Sure. We could just get right sure. to that. Sure. Let's do it. You mentioned it. You brought it up. Okay. Okay. Well, what do you have to say about that? You're alluding to just the about fact that, that specific a- thing. You're alluding to the fact that Anakin killed Padme. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I mean, it's. Well, what do you? Well, what do you? Why you're backtracking now? Well, because you've explained to me other things that might be going on there, and that's fine. I think all those things are fine to think about, but in the movie, 
He chokes her real hard. She falls down and then she dies like, I don't know, four hours later. I'm not saying he killed her. I'm not saying he directly killed her. I'm just saying he got a little bit out of control and he he choked her and she she died of a broken heart. So maybe I guess he did kill her, but I don't know. Oh, I mean, well, she didn't die of a broken heart. She died of a broken heart. Says who? No, she she lost the will to live. She lost the will to live is what they say in the movie. In the movie, they say she lost the will to live. Okay, well, that's definitely not what happened. I think I think we can all agree on that. Well, that's what the movie said. No, well, no, well, that's what the movie said vocally, but yeah. s- um, subtly, the movie said other things, and that's what I want to talk okay. about. Fair. Because okay. you're alluding to the fact that Darth killed Padme. Uh, I, sure. Yeah. I um, actually is this is an interesting journey for me because before we really got into this whole walkthrough, I was of the mind that she just died. Like <laughs> I was being, I was being manipulated yeah. by that medical droid. Uh, I was like, Oh, the medical right. droid said it was so, so she did just lose the will to live. She lost her love, Anakin. She doesn't want to live anymore. Why would you want to live when you just gave birth to two kids? Right. Why would you want exactly. to continue on? Let's just, why would you, now's why would the you time to check out. Let's give these yeah. kids to someone else and let's uh, become one with the force. Um, yeah. So that droid said it was so, and that droid is very smart. That, He's very that smart. droid looked very smart. So th- he sh- he showed us his credentials. He's Doctor Droid. That's that's what I was going with. And then, yeah. you know, as we started going through it, um, yeah. you know, I thought that the Emperor did it. Right. Uh, I think they dropped they dropped enough like Easter eggs in the movie that it could possibly be the emperor. And it would make sense that it was him because it fits his plan and his narrative perfectly. For sure. So, you know, the question might come up like, well, how could the emperor possibly do that? Like, how could he just like reach out and kill her? Um, I mean, I think it's, I think it's very possible that he has that type of ability to do that. Um, but now I, I think I'm kind of moving out of that idea into the idea that it probably was Darth Vader who did it. Um, because in the movie, they do drop a couple of moments and it's those moments where Anakin is like looking across the, the Coruscant to where Padme is. Yep. And yep. they're sharing these unspoken moments together. At first, I didn't really know, like, what are these moments? They're just, I thought they were just feeling emotional about, like, being apart from each other. I think they were actually, like, in a way, communicating with each other during that time. So I think they have this connection. So for that reason, I think it was very possible that uh, Anakin subconsciously killed her in that moment. He he Hmm. used that connection to possibly drain her energy out because he's in so much pain. He's trying, he's, he's trying to stay alive. He's, he's selfish at this point. Uh, and, and he possibly does it. Um, I also think there's another wrinkle to throw in there that doesn't get Mm -hmm. talked about a lot. And it's possibly for whatever reason, maybe Padme like gave up her life for her kids. Like maybe she transferred her, her, her energy into them. Um, I like that which is something as well. But uh, I think what I wanted to say was that I was on, you know, the, the, the Palpatine train that he did it. I, I, I 
think it's still possible. Like this movie doesn't tell us, nobody tells us what it really was. So I think there's yeah. enough out there that it could be Palpatine, especially just the way that he says, like, you know, Vader's like, oh, is uh, where's Padme? Is she okay? And the Palpatine's like, oh, it seems like you killed her. Like, right. I, I don't understand how he would even know that, how he would know yeah. that if he knows, then he can sense her life force, which in my opinion would be enough for him to be able to manipulate that and possibly drain right. it. So I think in that way, it's possible. Ultimately, I think I'm moving off of that onto the idea that it was Darth Vader who killed her. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like to joke. I like to joke about it. But like what I what I do think is some energy transfer is definitely happening. That's why she just dies. Um, I don't know where the energy transfer is going. That's where I kind of am. I can see it going into Darth Vader because he is, you know, Anakin's very weak. And so gaining that energy is what keeps him alive. Um, so whether that is, you know, uh, Sidious could be, you know, whether it's Palpatine, it could be, but like you said, there's not a lot there. Um, it's, you know, except for maybe his talk with Anakin um, when they're at the show about uh, uh, a Plagueis being able to sort of create life and then him learning everything from Plagueis. So that's maybe, he, maybe he, know, like he knows how to do it, I guess, but like, mm -hmm. I don't know if he knows how to take life and give it but uh, so maybe so that's what I got out of out, out of him being able to do it. I've never really thought about Anakin being able to do it. I like your connection with the two. It would definitely have to be a subconscious thing for me because I don't think he would ever just pull it um, knowing. Um, and then, yeah, if she transferred it into the kids or something like that. Yeah. So I, I definitely think an energy transfer is happening, um, whether it's to the kids, whether it's to Vader and how it's done. I don't know. But that's yeah, that's that's sort of my take on it. Yeah. But like he he puts her in a state, um, you know, with with everything that happens on Mustafar, he puts her in a state where she's very upset. And then maybe that's what drives her to make the choice to transfer energy somewhere. If she's doing that choice, if she's transferring it to the kids to save them, you know, maybe, um, you know, maybe that's fueling that decision or something. But but yeah, I, I think there's definitely something going on there. Yeah, I think we can agree on some sort of like energy transference. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, now that we got that out of the way, let's get back to the top here, Dean. I can't believe it's been a year already. Wow. We were, I know. We were so young when we started this Star Wars journey. So young. And now I feel like 900-year-old Yoda. Yeah. I'm ready just to fade off into the great abyss of the Force. That's yes. what I'm doing when, this, when we wrap this episode up. Yes. What a great year, though. It was awesome. It, it, was, it was really... It was really fun to just have a Star Wars movie to do every month. Like that yeah. was just kind of awesome. I don't know what I'm going to do now that it's over. Um, but that was awesome. That's that, that's a fun idea. Yeah, I hope the listeners enjoyed uh, our coverage. We had a great time doing it. I think we did the franchise justice for the most part. Um, you know, I, I think we provided pretty honest and fair assessments of the franchise, you know, both good and bad. I definitely didn't want to jump into this and be, you know, ultra lovey or ultra Haiti on it. I wanted to, you know, speak the truth of, of what I think of the franchise and, you know, the moments I like and the moments I don't like. And I, I think we did that. What do you think? Hey, that's the way we always are. We just put it out there. I mean, it's the way we do it. It's the way we approach every single movie. So uh, we, we did it the way we do it. Right on. Um, ultimately, now that we're at the end. I will say 
that I do think this is an amazing franchise. I do love it. You know, even for some of the hate we gave it, uh, you know, I was critical at times to facilitate a more rounded discussion about the films. Um, but outside of the context of the podcast, I love everything Star Wars. Uh, I will continue to watch and love whatever they put out. doesn't matter what it is. I'm going to watch it. I love all of these movies. Uh, for real, I think there's not a bad movie. Um, that would be leaving out the holiday special and uh, the Clone Wars movie. I did watch the Clone Wars movie, Tim, in, in preparation for this episode. Um, it's okay. <laughs> um, but all the other movies I love. Yeah, cool. Hey, Dean, you watched the worst episode of The Clone Wars. Congratulations. Yeah, it's not great. No, like it, it, uh, that wasn't a great entry. That was a theater movie as well. That hit the theater. I, uh, I know. No, I, I think like uh, you want to get to The Clone Wars here. That, that movie was super weak. That could have been a 20-minute episode. Um, yeah. I think season one is the weakest of the seasons. There's still a bunch of great episodes in there. But it's the type of show that they do a really good job of just developing the story. And the longer you watch, the more intense it gets. And by about season three of that show, you are just so locked into that show that it just becomes like, it becomes life. It's so great. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, and, and whoa, settle down, Dean. I like the holiday special. I know you do. I don't. Okay. I would well, not call the holiday special. Uh, special? I would not say I like it. Yeah. I would not say I like it. I would not call it. What? Good. Say what you want to say, Dean. It's okay. I would not call it good, and I would not say that I like it. Okay. So you don't like it? I would say, probably going to watch it again, though. Yeah, of course. Probably going to watch it again, but like it's like, like it's like a drinking night thing. It's mm. like I've had two or three beers, and it's like holiday special time, and then like I fall asleep halfway through. That type of oh, thing. Oh, sneak peek into my rankings. It's ahead of some <laughs> Is it on there? It's ahead of some movies. Is it? Were we supposed to put it on there? We weren't supposed to. I did. Okay, I did too. Then. Um, sometimes I like to. <laughs> I didn't, but I know exactly where it's going. Well, yeah, it's at the bottom for you, obviously. Bottom. But I like to jab you with the holiday special. I know. I think it bothers you, and I like and I like to bother you in that way. Yeah, it's actually a really smart move. It's a really secret smart move to put the holiday special over something to get at me because you know how much I don't like it. So. But, and I know you do like it, so it actually isn't, you know, it's like you are actually just being truthful, but still, it's a good jab. It's just, it's well used. It's it's a good tool at the older brother's expense here. Yeah. And I'm, I, you're right. I'm being honest about it. There's, yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it in, in the rankings, but, you know, some of what went into my rankings is what am I going to watch again first? You know, I think, I think that was part of how I educated how I felt about these films is what do I really want to go back to and watch? Yeah. I rank a lot of stuff. Um, so I've had a lot of practice with uh, how to balance what I enjoy watching with how good I think the film is. I've, I've been able to sort of balance that for me. So I know when I'm making a list what that balance is. And that's definitely going to be in my, in my list. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I do want to take a moment to thank all of the friends of Talking Back for submitting their comments sharing their thoughts yes. and movie rankings. We really appreciate all your participation throughout the year. Thank you very much. Very special thanks to all the guests who joined. Everyone brought a different vibe to the show, and each discussion was fun in its own way. We started off with Corey joining on Attack of the Clones. Then we had Alex for Solo, A Star Wars Story. 
Tony and Jeremy joined for A New Hope. Mark joined us for The Empire Strikes Back. John joined us for Return of the Jedi. And for The Last Jedi, we had Corey come back with Adam. And they were just all my favorite episodes of, of this walkthrough. And we very much want to say thank you for taking the time to join us and share all your thoughts about these films. Yeah, two things there. Uh, first, for the community that put in like comments and rankings and all that stuff uh, was just amazing because we have never really been able to do that before because we kind of keep what we're doing uh, a secret and it just kind of drops on your feed. You don't know it's coming, but this one, you did know it's coming because we announced it early. So you were able to get in those comments and we were able to read those comments on the episode. And I think that's really cool. It's another reason why I've just been enjoying these episodes. It brings a cool dynamic to it, like we're connecting um, while we're talking about the movies. So that's that was excellent. And then, yeah, all those all those episodes with the guests, uh, same. They were all my favorite episodes. You know, we can talk about Star Wars with each other and, you know, for so long and we start to know what the other one's going to say about a movie, right? But then you bring a couple more people in and uh, it now spices up that conversation a bit. So uh, I definitely had a great time with every single one of those uh, guest episodes. So thank you to all the guests. Yes. While you were talking, Dean, you inspired me. Um, we, we'll, we'll talk later about what's coming next, but okay. uh, you have inspired me to include the listeners in an even greater way this time. Yes. So yes. wait uh, for later in the episode, everybody, for how you can contribute in an even greater way to what happens wow. next. Yeah. I'm inspired wow. over here. Wow. I've you said you said your little speech there. I'm still thinking about the holiday special. I'm just um I'm, <laughs> You're in a good mood. I'm like Chewbacca holding that orb, Dean. It's uh <laughs> I'm glowing. My red cape is glowing. Yeah. Do we do we have to cover the holiday special again? I feel like maybe we do. I'm just I'm also kind of feeling it right now. I mean, it's more like it's not like do we have to? It's, you know, <laughs> when when when, when, when will do we, we cover want it again? to do it again? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, we should definitely do that because I feel like, uh, you know, lots has changed since then. Exactly. Those were early talking back days. Yeah. I feel like uh, that could it could be fun to cover that again, a revisit of the Star Wars holiday special. Yep, not a bad idea. Maybe it may we... have just moved up a point in my rankings. It may have. Oh, right, right on. <laughs> um, Maybe. I wouldn't be against just doing that every Christmas, just having the same yeah, thing I know. every Christmas. <laughs> Me neither. All right, Dean, the cultural impact of Star Wars is immense. Um, this is reflected in some of the American Film Institute rankings. Star Wars has made several of the AFI top lists. I've got some lists here that Star Wars ranked on. I'm going to read you the category, Dean. I want you to guess where Star Wars sits on the list. Oh, that's fun. Okay. 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 Top 100 movies of all time. Where is Star Wars? In AFI? Yeah. Uh, I should know this. I used to listen to a podcast that went through all the AFI top 100 movies. Um, Star Wars is at 16. Wow. That is very, very close. It is at 13. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That's an incredibly good guess. Thank you. Top 100 thrills of all time. Now, I don't know what thrill they're talking about or if just the, right. the thrill of watching the movie in general, but where does Star Wars sit on the top 100 thrills of all time? I would expect higher than the top 100 movies, 
Um, I, I think. So I'm going to say nine. Okay, that one we're at 27. Oh, it went down. Bit of a drop off thrills. there. Yeah. I feel like I, I don't really know what thrills means then. I guess there's some movies out there that aren't that good, but have some really good thrills in them. Okay. Yeah, I guess. I they guess. don't not good enough as a whole in the movie to make the top one. Okay, I went the other way with it. Instead of in, injecting more movies into it, I, I thought we, were, we would be subtracting movies that are boring <laughs> above Star Wars. But yeah, right. maybe we're putting more movies into that. Well, there's movies out there that are based around a single thrill. You know, right. it's a great yeah, payoff true. because you've built your entire yeah. movie up for that moment. But gotcha. that's not going to yeah. get you on the top 100 of uh, movies of all time list. Yeah. Okay. Okay. This is a two-parter. Okay. Top 100 heroes. First, I want you to tell me who you think the hero is and then where the hero sits on the top 100. Okay. So the hero is Han Solo. That is correct. And he sits at... Uh, top 100 heroes, Han Solo sits at 35. Han Solo is at number 14. Wow, very high. Okay. Very, very high. Very high. Impressed. I'm impressed. Okay, now same thing for the dark side, Dean. Top 100 okay. villains of all time. Okay. How could you uh, possibly get this wrong? Darth Vader and it's number one. Oh, great guess. It's number three. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, there you go just a lovable villain isn't that an amazing Great. thing where like the villain of your movie is one of the most beloved villains villains of all time he's the most iconic it's incredible he's, he's the best yeah yeah he's i just find he's like, so many people's favorites and so many children just gravitate to darth vader like i did yeah it just i don't know it's it's his it's his presence it's his voice it's his costume yeah. uh he's and, not scary also right, right? he's so, not scary yeah. no mm -hmm. yeah Okay, top 100 movie quotes. What's the quote? What's the quote? Um, no, I'm your father. Nope. That's not the quote, hey? Good guess. There's a few. It's, There's not, a few. it's not I've got a bad feeling about this, is it? No. Okay. Oh, <laughs> may the force be with you. Yeah, yeah. May the force be with dumb. you. I'm dumb. I'm an no, idiot. No, no, no. That was a good guess. That was a good guess. Okay. Uh, where does where does it sit on the top 100 movie quotes of all time? Oh man, see, this is tough. I feel like it does have to be high. Everybody knows May the Force be with you. So I'm gonna say, you know, the the movie was 13, Hansel was 14. I'm gonna say the quotes probably a little more famous. 10. Close. Eight. Okay. Yeah. Hey, you're, nice. you're doing very good. Thank you. Top 25 scores. Where does Star Wars sit? Top 25 scores. Top 25 scores. I feel like we have to be hitting like Jaws at one. I don't think Star Wars hits one. I think Jaws hits one. And I think Star Wars hits two. Close again. We are at number one with this one. Okay. Okay. Yes. I could have went Wars that way. Maybe I should have went that way. Number yeah. one. Now, the last one's a bit weird. Uh, I wouldn't expect you to, to get this one. But top 100 cheers. Where does Star Wars sit on top 100 cheers? I don't know what that means. I don't know. Cheers? Where you're like, you're like, yeah. Yay. Oh, okay. Okay. Cheers. Like, I guess you're cheering in the theater. Right. So thrills and cheers. Okay. Cheering in the theater. I mean. Oh, oh I will say, I think this is lower than it should be. Okay. Cause I was going to say something real high. So it should be, a, it's, it should just, be a lot higher. 
let's just go with uh, where I was going with thrills. Let's go with where my mindset was going with thrills, and let's go with like 35. Yeah, close. We're at 39. Okay, okay. Yeah, good job. Thank you. Very good job with those guesses. Thank you. Uh, I can I can tell you're using the force here, Dean. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I was tapping into it. Did you uh, did you tap into the dark side for any of those answers? I didn't, and I'm Ooh. now I'm thinking I should have. Maybe that might have helped. I'm thinking I should have. Yeah. Well, Dean, now that it's all over, I wanted to talk about what we liked about walking through the Star Wars franchise. Okay, it was kind of like a big event for us. Okay, um, yeah. What are some of the things you liked? Uh, I can go first, or if you'd like to go first, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go first. So I've got a few things, but I really liked watching the movies all in order, you know, start to finish. Yep. I did that twice because if everybody remembers, before we even got started, I binged all of them in a couple of weeks. Right. And... I definitely like the franchise a lot more when I binge them all in a row. Uh, I would definitely recommend that as the optimal viewing experience of the franchise is to do it that way. Do them all in a couple of weeks. I think that's the way to go. Yeah. I liked having the first Monday of every month blocked off for Star Wars. Um, I thought that was fun. I, you know, I think the listeners were able to look forward to something they kind of knew what was coming we we usually keep everything very secretive here but everybody knew for the entire year the first monday of the month you got your star wars episode so i think you know it was something i liked and i hope that uh, other people like that as well now some of like the stuff that i liked about the actual movies is i really enjoyed picking up on anakin's decline to the dark side during this walkthrough because that was something that always felt too jarring when I saw it in Revenge of the Sith. Uh, like when he snaps, it just felt like it was only a moment where he snapped and it didn't really make a lot of sense to me. But going through the prequel trilogy in detail, I think it does a really good job of laying out his decline over those three movies. Uh, obviously, you have the love and the loss of his mother You also have a bit of like his abuse of power, um, a moment like an attack of the clones when he subtly uses the force on that girl in the bar. Also, Anakin only really having two people that will actually listen to him, like really listen to him. And Mm -hmm. that's Padme and Palpatine. And both like both of those are like forbidden relationships to have. Uh, But that's who he's able to confide in. And this anger and rage that he has and he builds that he doesn't have an outlet for the fact that Sidious is the one manipulating him the whole time, you know, just like forcing him in all these hard directions. Um, Yeah. I, I, I thought about it a bit and Dean, I wouldn't be surprised if Sidious actually set up the kidnapping of Anakin's mother. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he was behind all that because he's for pulling sure. all the strings. Yeah. But when you take all those moments throughout the prequel trilogy, it was a lot easier for me to, to to like accept and digest his actions in revenge of the Sith. So I thought that did a lot for me for his character. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I guess the last thing I have here is that I really enjoyed the realization that Anakin destroyed the Sith from the inside. I never really 
put that together. It's a fairly obvious thing, but I had never really thought about it is that he was the inside man. Yeah. You know, he, he went in, he infiltrated the system. Um, he killed the master, but not to take over the master, but to destroy the Sith altogether. And I just thought that was really poetic when it kind of like finally formulated in my mind. So those are some of the things I, uh, I really liked about going through this walkthrough. Cool. Yeah. Um, I uh, loved going through it in chronological order um, for a lot of reasons, but uh, like something that really stuck out to me this watch around, and I usually do watch in chronological order, so I'm not really sure why this go around it really stuck out for me, but it was how much I actually do love the original trilogy. Yeah. Like they've always been movies that are way up in my list. They're always around the top of my list. But this time around, just like watching one by one by one and then getting to that original trilogy and just like actually really feeling the magic of some of those movies, uh, it just like, yeah, it really reminded me how great those movies are. Um, like like Empire, like that one just blew me away so much. As we were traveling along, I was enjoying these movies so much and we were talking about them. So then it was like that elevates the movie, in my opinion, as well. Like when we really dig into things, you're telling me stuff that's going on in a movie. I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes it better. I can't wait to like, you know, watch it again with that in mind. And then we get to Empire and I'm like, OK, yeah, it's my favorite. But like, we'll see. We'll see where it stacks up. And it just was so much better <laughs> than any of the other movies and so much better than I could even like imagine it being. Um, so I was really pleased to like get to that point after analyzing all the movies up to that point, something I haven't done before. I've watched them all up to that point, but I've never like talked with someone for, you know, two hours on every single movie until I got to that one. And then just having that one just totally pay off for me and getting really excited to like record that episode. Um, the only one in the whole in the whole uh, franchise that we did in person, so I was even more excited for that. I was even more excited to do that episode. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was a real big highlight for me. Um, also, I mean, getting to Return of the Jedi and something kind of you're saying that uh, Darth Vader destroyed the Sith from the inside. Like I never really thought, you know, there's the prophecy that he's gonna destroy the Sith, and I kind of forget about it after the prequels. I forget about that prophecy. And he does it. He actually does it in Return of the Jedi. And I, I never really put that together, even though it's right there. And that's what I love him for. I, I love him for doing that. But I never actually put together that is fulfilling the prophecy. He did it. He destroyed the Sith. So uh, that was a cool moment for me to kind of, I think I kind of realized it on the episode. And that was a, that was a really cool moment for me too. So yeah, I've had a, I've had a great time um, walking through these. And, and even though it was in a way that I usually watch them, um, just being able to talk about each one and sit with it for a little bit, sit with it for a month and then do the next one and prep really hard and be ready to talk for two hours about it with like all these, all these different angles and feelings and stuff. It just like gave me this, you know, even deeper love for the franchise. So that was awesome. Nice. Now, what would you say that you didn't like about walking through the franchise? Um, what I didn't like about walking through the franchise, um, I don't know. Uh, I guess. Oh, I, I guess like um, get like I, I don't really like the second movie. I don't, I don't really like Attack of the Clones. And so I guess having a movie really early on that I feel like I don't like and then having to like still do another movie in that trilogy. Um, 
I think that kind of uh, shadowed my opinion on the third movie. Mm. Um, because I will tell you something that I did in prep for this, and it was just kind of by chance. I picked a bunch of movies, a bunch of the Star Wars movies that I wanted to watch ahead of time um, to prep for this episode. I didn't watch them all, but I was going to watch a bunch of them. And I watched um, The Phantom Menace. And then right after The Phantom Menace, I watched Revenge of the Sith. And coming off of a movie where I really liked Anakin, I really felt Anakin in Revenge of the Sith coming off of that, Mm -hmm. which was weird for me. Like, I totally got everything. I got that he was being pulled in a ton of different directions. And it's like, what is he supposed to do? He gets mad at Padme at like a moment in their, uh, in her, in her place because she's telling him like, why don't you go talk to the chancellor for me to do this? And he's like, take it to the Senate. Like that's for a Senate meeting. He's like, because everyone's telling him to do these secret things, you know? So he's being pulled in all these directions. He doesn't know what to do. Uh, And so I really felt it coming off of um, Phantom Menace because I liked him in Phantom Menace. When I come off of Attack of the Clones and I don't like him in that movie, then I just have already this cloud over me when it starts. And so I just don't like him right away in the movie. And I think that um, hurts my, uh, you know, opinion and enjoy enjoyment of the movie. So this time around watching Phantom Menace and then watching Revenge of the Sith, I enjoyed the hell out of it and it jumped up my rankings. Yes, so, thank you. Yeah. So that is like, so if you say what I didn't like about it, I think I didn't like, you know, doing, you didn't like attack of the clones Clones and then revenge of the Sith. Like (laughs) I just didn't like that, that, and I always do that. I always do that order. And it's like, I think from now on, I'm just going to go phantom menace straight to revenge of the Sith because I like revenge of the Sith now when I do that. Uh, so yeah. And I, I think maybe that's what I didn't like. That's what I didn't like about the, about the franchise. But the thing is, just as just a one final note here, I really enjoyed that episode on Attack of the Clones because yep. I really enjoyed what you and what Corey were bringing to it because there, there is a lot of things that I enjoy about the movie. I just like run into a wall in that movie where I can't get over Anakin's character and then it like gets in the way. So I liked you to bringing up all these all these great things about the movie so that I can like be like, oh, yeah, you know, I do love those things. And it's it's, it's not even that I'm missing them. I'm just like. again it's like clouding my judgment and i'm like when you bring them up i'm like yeah actually that part was great i loved it so i I did like that but i guess what i didn't like is going is is including attack of the clones (laughs) yeah i get that i think attack of the clones gets a bad rap for the very wooden acting sequences that happen and i get it uh if you can overlook that though you can really dig into some good stuff in that movie but I also rewatched Revenge of the Sith for this episode, and I watched another movie. I was trying to get my rankings correct. I wanted to make sure everything was was uh, was yeah. cool there. And I mean, I love watching Revenge of the Sith. I think that's a great standalone entry into the franchise. It is. It is a yes. movie you really can just start from the beginning and go all the way to the end, and it's a complete arc. Um, you don't really need a lot before or you don't have to worry yeah. about much after it, it was one of the more complete movies so I, I think it does stand on its own very very well yeah. uh, but i'm very glad to hear it raised up in your rankings and i can't wait to hear where it landed uh i think for me the only thing i didn't like out of this walkthrough um was seeing how fragmented the sequel trilogy felt and 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 is you know as a fact just watching you know i had watched those in theater and when you do that you have a couple years between the viewings uh so yeah. i had forgotten the details of the movies 
I'm just in there and I'm mostly being taken over by the the theater experience. But watching them one after another, man, it was just very glaring that they didn't really know what they wanted to do with that with that series. And yeah, I think it just it that one hurt. It hurt to see that. So that that's yeah. about all, you know, yeah. the negatives that I have to say about that entire walkthrough. It's just it was just realizing that that this big of a franchise that they would decide to kind of go that route where they're just like, here's one, let's see how people react and then we'll make the second one and then we'll make the third. I think it's just such a terrible way of making film and I'm surprised they did it. And I think after the fact, they realized that that wasn't the right thing to do. I don't think you'll see that ever again out of Disney, Um, but it, it happened. Yeah. Yeah. They were trying to find the magic of Star Wars and instead they just muddled all the story up. Like they just made it all all messed up, um, especially going from Abrams to Johnson to Abrams, back to Abrams. It was just like, here's some stuff. And then Johnson's like, here's some change stuff. And then Abrams is like, okay, back to the original stuff. You know, yeah. it was just, it really felt by that you, when you get to that last movie, it really felt just like, Two guys just being like, no, but that was my idea. Let's bring it back. No, but that was my idea. Let's it, it just, yeah, it, I, I'm with you. It's, it's, it's all over the place. Yeah. All right. Well, Dean, I want to get to our rankings. Let's do it, man. So do you happen to have your original rankings with you? Uh, how original? All, all the way, like all from, the way fr- back from our warm up episode. Okay, okay, not from our last episode, because no. mine did change, have changed since the last no, I episode. Know. Do you happen to have okay. your warm-up rankings? I believe I do. Okay, because I have mine, and I want to take a look at how our rankings have changed as we walked through this. So, okay, so I, I think I have my warm-up ones here. Okay, great. So I made one change in my rankings from what I said on our last episode, The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. Okay. I already said I had two movies to watch. I watched Revenge of the Sith and I watched Rogue One. And those sat at three and two respectively. And I changed one of my rankings and it had nothing to do with those movies. Okay. I just looked at my rankings as a whole. You're like, nope. (laughs) I looked at my rankings as a whole and there was something else that didn't sit right. So I made a change there. Okay. I... I also watched uh, Revenge of the Sith and Rogue One. I also watched some other movies, but I made a few, a few changes. Okay, I'm I'm actually excited to hear that because yeah. uh, I respect your listing, but I don't like you it. You do not like I it. I don't like yeah. it. <laughs> okay. I, I don't think you're going to, I'm not going to, I'm not saying you're going to come out of it liking it. No, that's fine. But I'm, I am saying you're going to come out of it happier than you thought you would. If it gets any better, I'll be happy. Cause it'll get better in a few areas for you. Nice. So. <laughs> Your rise yeah. of Skywalker rankings in that episode made me angry, Dean, but I'm not allowed to come down on people for their rankings because it doesn't have anything to do with me. It's about them. Yeah. It's not it's very about, nice. It's yeah. about what they, it's, it's a terrible thing. It's like, it's bullying. Yeah. It's a, people yeah, can exactly. have whatever fucking ranking they want. It's yeah. about what they yeah. like and it's about what connects with them. So it's stupid. It's absolutely stupid for me to say, I don't like your rankings. 
But yeah, I didn't like your rankings, Dean. Right. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad it changed. Okay, cool. So what should we do here? You you want me to give my old ones my warm up rankings? So here, let me go first. Okay. okay. I, I'm just gonna sort of like compare and sort of talk about what changed from the start to now. Okay. 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 So <laughs> my original rankings, I had the Last Jedi at the end. As the last Star Wars movie. What do you mean? You had the last Jedi as your last yeah. Star Wars movie. Last in your list. Yeah. Yeah. We could have gone without you saying that, Dean. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it was great. It was gold. Some people like that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, exactly. Some, Some people, people like, like that. Some people liked it. The light side. The people on the light side like that. <laughs> right. The dark side? <laughs> exactly. Not very happy with that comment. No, no, no. The dark side hated it. So there's that. And then I also want to call out to the fact that I had Solo in my original rankings ranked at number eight. Very high for you. It was pretty high. And what was interesting is that my ever since we watched it in the walkthrough, that was always up at my bottom. That was yeah. my line was always and forever at the bottom is solo. Solo. Yeah. So solo was always at the bottom. This is what has changed in my rankings. Oh, wow. I have wow. flipped The Last Jedi and Solo in my okay. rankings. So I am going back with my original thought that The Last Jedi is my least favorite movie, and I have solo at number two. Okay. Then I'm plugging in the Star Wars Holiday Special. Great. I think I'm going to watch that before I watch Solo or The Last Jedi. Okay. Then I have... <laughs> you're laughing. Um, I'm laughing. Then I have The Force Awakens. Then I have The Rise of Skywalker. In my original rankings, those two are flipped. I had The Force Awakens ahead of The Rise of Skywalker. Now I have The Rise of Skywalker ahead of The Force Awakens. Okay. Then I have... The Phantom Menace, and then Attack of the Clones. Those also flipped. I had I had it the other way in my original rankings. Okay, right, yeah. And now I'm going to throw you a bit of a curveball here, and I want you to do the same. Uh, we talked about it on our pa Patreon Obi-Wan Kenobi walkthrough. I want us to place Obi-Wan into our rankings here as a movie. So this is where I'm putting in Obi-Wan Kenobi. Is okay. after Attack of the Clones. Then I have Return of the Jedi. Then I have A New Hope. And that was correct to my original rankings. That's kind of where I had them. Mm -hmm. And now I have Revenge of the Sith at number three of my current mm -hmm. rankings. In my warm-up rankings, that one sat behind Jedi. So it was sitting at number five. That jumped over Jedi and A New Hope to make it into number three. Okay. Then I have Rogue One. I watched Revenge of the Sith and Rogue One to see if Revenge of the Sith needed to flip-flop with Rogue One. It does not. It is very solid in my in my opinion that Rogue One belongs there. It wasn't... Yeah. When I did rewatch them both, it wasn't close. Uh, I do think Rogue One has the upper hand. And then... My number one in the warm-up and my number one in the wrap-up is The Empire Strikes Back. Okay. I think mine is too different 
from my warm-up to do something Th- that's like fine. that. Yeah, go ahead and yeah. just give us... Why don't you just go ahead and tell us your warm-up and then tell us your wrap-up? Okay, I'll do that. Uh, I'm just going to pull up the warm-up. Okay, so this is what I had in the warm-up. So from bottom to top. Attack the clones at the bottom, then the Phantom Menace, then Revenge of the Sith. So all three prequels down at the bottom there. Right. Then uh, the Rise of Skywalker. Then Return of the Jedi. Okay. Then Force Awakens, Rogue One, A New Hope, The Last Jedi, and The Empire Strikes Back. Whoa, you were The Last um, so Jedi at number two at in two. our warm-up? Yeah, that, that's why you were so mad. Wow. Wow. Number two. Yeah. Wow. So I will say that has dropped the furthest. That movie has dropped the furthest in my new one, my new rankings. Um, yeah. So let's just get to those. Yeah. Uh, okay. So here's my current rankings. It's going to be different than uh, the Rise of Skywalker episode. few changes since then. So here they are. At the bottom, still Attack of the Clones. Then The Rise of Skywalker. Then The Phantom Menace. Then Solo. Uh, here is where I have Revenge of the Sith and is very close with the next one. Actually, sorry. Sorry. If we're doing Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan comes in now. Okay. Obi-Wan comes in now cool. above Solo. Yep. Then Revenge of the Sith. Nice. Um, and very close with this next one. I feel like if I watched them back to back, I could have a flip, but on this time, I couldn't quite do it yet. I still like The Force Awakens a little bit better than Revenge of the Sith. Um, then The Last Jedi, so now down to the five slot. Then Return of the Jedi. Then Rogue One at number three, which raised a couple spots. Yep. Then A New Hope, and then The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, I like your list so much better now, Dean. I know, I know. It's that evening so out a bit better. more. Yeah, that's yeah. much better. I'm, I'm much yeah. more comfortable with that. Cool. Yeah, okay. and I would say like Revenge of the Sith raised like a tier. You know, it was like a, yeah. it was like a tier level for me. Yeah, where it was exactly. like, oh, this is uh, definitely above Solo easily and can compete with The Force Awakens, a movie that I absolutely love. Well, it, it's clear that you connected with Anakin's pain and suffering in that movie. Yeah. Um, here's one of the things that I, I got from it in my last viewing was that more so than any other Star Wars film, Revenge of the Sith is a very, very mature, adult-orientated film. Even though these yeah. are all for kids, you you need to look at that one through the lens of an adult, not through the lens of a child. Um, if you look at it through the lens of a child, some of the things seem gimmicky and they don't hit as hard as they should if you're yeah. looking at it as like, this is a very, very serious movie with very serious consequences and very bad things are going to happen. This is a very bad movie. And y- yeah. you need to, like, you need to give it that. And then it will give back to you kind of like what it's really trying to get out of the story. And I know it's tough because there's like very goofy things going on in that movie. The whole Obi-Wan versus Grievous like sequences, those are all very goofy you know, juxtaposed to the very serious Anakin stuff. But uh, it is the most grown-up movie in the series, and it needs to be treated that way for you to get the full effect of it. 
Yeah, and I think it, I think it is very important for a character like Anakin for um, him to have won you over at some point, um, which he we you know he doesn't do for me in Attack of the Clones, which is why I have such had such trouble before with Revenge of the Sith. Like I really like movies about kind of despicable people, you know, kind of scumbums, but they usually those movies that I really like do a good job of hiding them at the beginning of the movie at like winning me over showing me their charm and why they would be able to screw people over or whatever it is they're doing in the movie like they win me over and then they take the turn on me and I, I, that's what I really like in in a movie to see that and so I didn't have that being won over because I, I have when I go from uh, you know when I go from the Phantom Menace to um, Attack of the Clones, I get a new actor even. So I don't even, it's just this this new thing for me where it's like, okay, there's this new face and I don't like him immediately. So then it just gets in the way. If there was, if he could win me over some way in that movie, like start him very charming, I think it would be a totally different story for me. And I, and I saw that with Revenge of the Sith going straight from Phantom Menace to Revenge of the Sith, where I still had really good feelings about Anakin and watching it right, right with those feelings still fresh in my mind. Like I did them back to back. So with yeah. that fresh in my mind, it was great. It was a great movie. That's cool. I'm glad you got there. Yeah. Hey Dean, you should watch the Clone Wars. I know. I know. You want know. you want Revenge of the Sith to hit really hard? Watch the Clone Wars. It's so many hours to put in. It's all it's the hard hours. to start. It's all the hours. I know. Hours. It's hard to start. It's Movies are easy. It's like here, two hours, and yeah. I did the whole thing. I did the yeah. whole story. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's just you got to do baby steps. That's all I you got to do. Yeah, you I just know. watch little one, little. one today, yeah. one tomorrow, yeah. one the next day, and then you're like, oh, I'm going to watch six in a row today because it's so good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Work? Who cares about work? Uh, I'm Not calling. Me. In, I'm calling in Clone Wars today. Yeah. <laughs> I got the Clone Wars today. Yeah. I'm, I mean... I've done it before. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listeners, you called in Clone Wars before? Drop us a line. Drop us a line. Drop us a line. All right, Dean. Let's get to our favorite opening crawl. Okay. I got a question for you. Yes. Who's mentioned the most in the opening crawls? That's a good question, Tim. I pose it to you right now. The answer to that question is, ooh, oh man, I'm between a couple here. Uh, wow. Who are you between? I'm between Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Uh, Leia Organa. Yeah. And and Palpatine slash Sidious. Okay, I think you've got the top three. Yeah, <laughs> I think I do too. Yeah. I'm going to go. So does Palpatine and Sidious count as the same? Yes. Uh, okay. I'm going to go with, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I got to get, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with uh, Sidious, Sidious Palpatine. Ah, that's the wrong answer. Fuck. It, is it, it Luke? It's a tie between Luke and Leia. They're both mentioned four times. Okay. Okay. And, um, in the opening crawls. And when I say yeah. mentioned, I just like, they're in the crawl. Sometimes they're mentioned multiple times. I didn't count that. It's just, are they in this crawl? But Luke and Leia are four. I think Palpatine was at three. Makes sense. Now, what's your favorite opening crawl? My favorite opening crawl is The Empire Strikes Back. Okay, now why, Dean? Why is it your favorite opening crawl? 
Uh, so I've got it. I've got it. I've got it in front of me. Should I read it? Or do you just want to know why? Um, I don't know. If, what do you think? Do you think the listeners want us to read them or they already know the crawl? Uh, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. Okay. Let's let, why don't you read it and then tell me why you like it. Okay. It is a dark time for the rebellion. Although the Death Star has been destroyed, Imperial troops have driven the rebel forces from their hidden base and pursued them across the galaxy. First of all, first paragraph, love it because we ended on a win for the rebels. And this movie starts on the first paragraph being like, yeah, little win, but then they got chased out and they're on the run. So I love that. Evading the dreaded Imperial Starfleet, a group of freedom fighters led by Luke Skywalker has established a new secret base on the remote ice world of Hoth. Okay, Luke Skywalker is leading the force and there's a new base. Ice on the ice world, you know, sounds great. Okay, so I, I love that already. I get excited from hearing Luke Skywalker's leading. Uh, then we have the evil Lord Darth Vader, obsessed with finding young Skywalker, has dispatched thousands of remote probes into the far reaches of space. Darth Vader mentioned, and he's obsessed with getting Luke Skywalker. I mean, it just it just gets me so excited. It gets me the most excited for that movie <laughs> just to start. Just Just get going. Like, get into that. I need to see that stuff. Nice, nice. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Uh, for me, I am going to go with episode four, A New Hope. Nice. Um, I will read it here. It is a period of civil war. Rebel spaceships striking from a hidden base have won their first victory against the evil Galactic Empire. I liked that. They've only won one time. Yeah, their That's first. It. Their first victory. During the battle, rebel spies managed to steal secret plans to the Empire's ultimate weapon. I like that. I like the buzzword, ultimate weapon. That gets me that gets me thinking the stakes are really high. Yeah. And that ultimate weapon they call the Death Star. What? What's that? That that doesn't sound good. No, it sounds like death. It sounds bad. It sounds bad, Tim. It's bad. Dean, it's an armored space station with enough power to destroy an entire planet. <laughs> well, it doesn't get much cooler than that. Yeah. Pursued by the Empire's sinister agents, Princess Leia races home aboard her starship, custodian of the stolen plans that can save her people and restore freedom to the galaxy. So the rebels get a small win. Ultimately, they're going to be crushed, but Princess Leia has stolen something that's so important that they might possibly win it all. That gets it's me. A good crawl, Tim. Gets me, it gets me hyped. Ultra hyped. That's a good crawl. That's a good pick. Good choice. Okay. Now, from there, Dean, let's move into our favorite movie intro. So what comes right after the crawl? Uh, my favorite movie intro is after your crawl. Oh, well. Why? It's a new hope. Why do you like that so much? Just like the crawl um, throws us into, you know, the middle of a war, basically. Um, now we get it visually. You know, we get just this ship and these through kind of the pov of these droids so we feel very you know lost not a lot to connect to um and we're just kind of watching the show happen you know then you have these 
you know, these uh, soldiers coming in and they're all dressed in white. Then you have this one come in who's all dressed in black. You just get that contrast right there. You're like, okay, I mean, one of the reasons why we love Darth Vader. Who's this guy? Who's this guy that's all in black? Um, and then you get this uh, this princess that he's questioning and she's got this attitude. She's not afraid of him. It's just, uh, it's such a great opening for me. It's such a great package. It also like looks amazing. Like the inside of the ship looks amazing. It's so white, it's so pristine. Um, and you know, just even the, the space, you know, the look of the space battles, it's like your first look at star Wars ever. And it's so perfect and awesome. So that's uh yeah, that's hands down my favorite opening. Nice. I like that. Um, this was a very hard choice for me because of how much I liked the rise of Skywalker's opening. Right. I just think it looked so great. It It's so different than anything else. It's, it's everything I kind of wanted out of an opening, but ultimately I think the best start to any of the movies is a new hope. I'm with nice. you, Dean. Yeah. It is my nice. favorite. Nice. The scale of the Star Destroyer, when you see it for the first time, you know, one of the, ver the very first seconds of, of the opening, you see R2 and 3PO. Wh who the fuck are these guys? Exactly. What is this? What are they doing? What is going on here? I've never seen anything that looked like this before. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, a lot of what I'm going to say is going to mirror what you said. The incredibly clean white interior of this rebel ship that looked dirty on the outside, but on the inside, it's, True. it's super clean. Yeah. The great looking stormtroopers blasting their way through the door, the super dorky looking rebels panicking and just fleeing yeah. Darth Vader coming through in his just wicked suit. He lifts up a rebel by the throat with one hand off the ground. You're like, Whoa, okay. This guy doesn't only look cool. He's obviously the most badass guy here by a long shot. And yeah. then seeing Princess Leia, who looks so great. She's like Vader's counterpoint. He's in all black. She's in all white. Um, she passes on a, like a very important message to R2, and R2 smuggles it off the ship. And that's your intro. And I just think that is such a perfect intro to not only grab your attention, but to set up the rest of the movie um that is my favorite we're we're the same here dean that beautiful that is the best love it all right now let's get to our limb counter i actually found a new lost limb dean oh did you in okay. my prep for this episode i like you, I was watching all sorts of Star Wars stuff. I was yeah binging. You know, I I only watched a couple full movies, but I was binging a lot of different you know scenes and stuff like that. And yeah. in, wait, Tim, yeah, it wasn't your own limb, was it? I cut my own limb off, Dean. No, oh, no, to add to the limb counter. Oh, I no. cut my arm off. Yeah, I knew you'd go too far, Tim. It's, I knew you'd go too far. It's my first step to the to the to the dark side. It's my first. Yeah, true you need step. to lose a hand. Yeah, I was a first step. I was a poser before, but now I'm legit yeah. on the path, Dean. Oh, jeez. No, I was watching the Rise of Skywalker opening because it was battling a New Hope's opening for right? number okay. one. Kylo Ren cuts off the arm of one of those guys, and, and they're called the 
Alzamac of Winset. But he does. He pulls one of the guys in the opening sequence. He pulls one of the guy's arms over his head and then cuts from behind his back and cuts the arm off. It's very, Um, very cool. I'm adding it to the limb counter. So activate the limb counter. We're up to 15. Hurrah. Here's what here. Perfect. I love, don't we love limbs being cut off? It's our favorite thing. That's a good number. 15 is a good number. 15 is great. Here's where we're at. There were two in attack of the clones, Zam Wessel's arm, Anakin's arm. Revenge of the Sith was the fucking red wedding um, of of the, the Star Wars limb counter. We've got yeah. seven. You got wow. Dooku loses two hands. Grievous loses two hands. Uh, shout out to Jeremy at Remote Takes. I know he doesn't agree with those two. Jeremy, your final number can be 13. Ours is 15. Mace yep. Windu loses an arm. Anakin loses one arm and two legs. A New Hope. Ponda Baba loses an arm. To an Empire, the Wampa loses an arm. Luke loses a hand. Return of the Jedi, Luke cuts off Vader's hand. The Last Jedi, Snoke's hand gets cut off when his body's getting cut in half. And then the Rise of Skywalker, Kylo cuts off an arm. So, Dean. Awesome. Out of all of those, what was your favorite lost limb? It's easy for me, and it's because of everything surrounding it, and it's Luke's hand in Empire Strikes Back, and it's because he doesn't know at that moment that he is fighting his father. He thinks he's fighting for his father. He thinks he's avenging his father because he thinks Darth Vader killed his father, and I mean, that's not his only goal in that moment, but uh, that's in his head is that this guy killed his father. And then this guy, I mean, it's his first time also fighting with a lightsaber. He's done a couple things with the lightsaber in the movie, but it's his first time in a fight, in a real fight with a lightsaber. And he's holding his own against like this, this, this master, the Sith Lord master. And he's holding his own, but he is losing. He's, he doesn't really ever have the upper hand. He's just kind of surviving. And he gets his arm cut off. He gets his hand cut off. And then it is revealed to him that it was his it was his father. It was his father that cut off his hand. It's the worst news he could hear in that moment. So he got his hand cut off and then he got <laughs> delivered the worst news yeah. he could have ever. Um, so just for that entire package, that entire picture, that is the my favorite limb that comes off. Nice, nice. Uh, this was, a, again, a really tough decision for me because yeah. I think a lot of the lost limbs are very important like parts of these movies. Like yeah. when you, it's funny to, to joke about like, yeah, these people lost their limbs, but they like for the majority of them happen at very like important times, you know, like the Wampa's arm getting cut off. That's, that's a very, that could be the winner because Luke was about to get killed, yeah. but he's able to use the force for, you know, one of the very first times to free himself and cut off the Wampa's arm. You know, without that moment, Luke Luke is dead. You know, um, Anakin getting his arm cut off is, is such an iconic moment. There's just so, like, these all are very, very important. So I, I didn't take this decision lightly. None of these decisions did I take lightly. 
I really like searched my feelings and looked for what was the most impactful limb that was removed. And Dean, I landed on what you landed on. Luke's hand in the Empire Strikes Back. Luke just lost this fight with Vader. As viewers, I think we thought Luke was supposed to win that fight. Yeah. Before it happens, I think that we see Luke going in there and winning that. And he gets destroyed. And then he gets his hand cut off. And it looks like all hope is lost. Um, It's just a very powerful moment to see as a kid. It was very dark. It was very bleak. And then watching all these movies again in chronological order, this moment gets a second payoff because we see Luke following down the same path as his father with the cybernetic hand. Yeah. So you get you get a double whammy there. This is my number one. Awesome. Nice. We're lining up here, Tim. I'm I thought we might line up on a couple things. So I'm I'm, I'm happy that it is happening. Now I don't think we'll line up here, Dean, but who is your favorite droid? Uh, another easy one for me, K2SO. He's my guy. He's my favorite droid. He's hilarious. <laughs> he, like, this guy makes me laugh every single time I watch the movie. He's got this sarcastic attitude throughout it, voiced by uh, Alan Tudyk, the great Alan Tudyk, who does great voices all the time. Yeah. Um, it, he's just, he for me, it's the most, um, a lot of droids have a lot of personalities, so I don't know if it's the most personality, but it's the personality that connects with me the most. It hits hard for me. Uh, he dies in the movie and I feel it when he dies. It hurts me that he's dying in the movie and he's a droid. Um, so that's, he, he's my number one. He's my favorite droid. Dean, that is three in a row. My favorite droid (laughs) is K2SO. Nice. A great choice of character for Rogue One, a very serious movie that needed some humor and K2SO gives that to us. Yeah. I became so attached to his character that I did almost cry when he was killed. Like I, I welled up with tears. I have never had that emotion for any droid before in any movie, but in that moment, like it got real and I was hurting, you know, I didn't want him to go. I really felt the loss. Uh, So for that reason, yep. K2SO is my favorite droid. Okay, now let's get to our favorite and least favorite characters. Okay. Now, Dean, again, I'm going to ask you, do you happen to have your favorite and least favorites from the warm-up? I don't. It's somewhere in the notebook I'm currently using, (laughs) but I I would have to fish through it to find it. Okay, no problem. Then... Maybe I'll go first then, because I do have my um, my warm up. Yeah, sure. Warm up yeah. one, so I'll go first, and then you can go. Okay. So here's my warm up favorite five, and that was Darth Vader, Obi Wan Kenobi, the Emperor, Qui Gon Jinn, and Padme. And for my wrap up, I still have Darth Vader at number one, but I'm adding a caveat. That it is Darth Vader slash Anakin. 
that, that I'm giving, I want them to be the same. I want them to be this, the, yeah. the same character. Then I'm going Obi-Wan. That's the same. Then I'm going the Emperor. That's the same. Now where it changes is with Qui-Gon Jinn and Padme. I have gotten rid of them. And in comes Jin Erso and Rey. I I really wanted Jin Erso in the spot of Padme in the warm-up. And I remember saying that since Padme was in three movies, I had to give it to her because Jin was only in one. If she was in three, for sure it would be her. But watching it all again, Padme's barely in three. She's she's basically not even in that movie. No. And the performance that is put in for Jin in Rogue One is so strong and so powerful. I had to get her in here. And then Ray blew me away as a character. I yeah. was so impressed with everything that she did in that trilogy. Uh, really, really caught me kind of off guard watching it again. I think she's a great character, one of the best. So I have her slotted in here at number five for me. Tim, we match on three in the top five here, and they are in the same positions. Oh, yeah? What do you got? <laughs> I got Darth Vader nice. at number one. Nice. This one was very shocking for me because this next person was not even on my top five. I know it for sure. It was not on my top five in the warm-up and is comes in at my number two, Han Solo. Oh, wow. I okay. loved Han Solo this watch around. Sure. I loved that in A New Hope, as soon as he is in the movie. As soon as he walks into the movie, he just brings this new energy into this movie. <laughs> yeah, he just yeah. like is a firecracker in that movie. And it's just like, it starts to just like pick up and go. And he just had me the whole way. Um, <laughs> my number three was also in my top five. I, I do remember, I don't know exactly the number, but uh, Princess Leia, yes. kind of the same thing. Like Princess Leia, when she comes into a new, a new hope, at least like when she meets the group in A New Hope, she just takes over. She takes control. These like two two guys and a Wookiee are trying to save her and they like don't know what to do. And she's just like, give me that blaster, you know, blast, takes it, fires at a couple stormtroopers, fires at the, the grate in the ground and jumps in. You know, it's just like awesome. I love her right away. She's taken, you know, she's got so much agency in these movies, taking control all the time. Love her. Love Princess Leia. And then at four is Jin Erso, and at five is Ray. No way. Uh, nice. Love them. Yeah, lo love both of them. Uh, Ray is, uh, I think Ray is really similar to like a Miyazaki heroine. Um, I know you haven't watched a lot of Miyazaki movies, but you have watched a few. And uh, so I don't know if you connect with this too, but like Ray just has the same kind of vibe as like a Miyazaki heroine where uh, she's just like got all this, She's just bright eyed, you know, bright eyed, um, got all this like spunk to her, you know, a, a, a go, go out and get it um, type type of uh, character. So absolutely love her, um, love her. And The Force Awakens is my favorite for her, but it just I, I still love her progression in the movies. Um, and then, yeah, Jenner. So what she has to go through in that whole movie, like, yeah, there is not a lot of time to convey to us that she has basically been, um, she's very cynical of the world because of her, what has happened to her. Her father has left her when she was a kid and gone to build the Death Star. That's all she knows. Father left her to go to build the Death Star. 
Um, so she hates him, basically. She doesn't want to see him. She doesn't want to hear about him. She wishes he was dead because that would be easier for her. She wouldn't have to relate to the guy who's building the Death Star. And then she finds out through a hologram that he just did it to basically protect her and yeah. that he loves her. And she breaks down in that moment. And then she kind of rebuilds herself throughout the rest of the runtime to the point where she's now driving. Um, she's now driving the rebellion. She's leading the team into battle. And she pulls that that character arc off in one movie so seamlessly and so perfectly. I love that character so much. There's so much happening to that character and I feel it all. Yeah, same here. I mean, I, th yeah. I think that her character was just, it was acted perfectly. It yeah. was written perfectly. Um, the different places they took us with the character in, in the short amount of time, like you're alluding to, like when she goes and, and has to hide as a child in that rock, Guess who she's waiting for to come back? She's waiting for her dad to open that yeah. rock up. So when that rock gets opened up and it's not her dad, it's saw it's Saw Gerrera. That's not what she wants, right? So no, she, that that's the start of her decline of thinking my dad yeah. abandoned me. I, you know, yeah. I don't love him. I don't. I I hate him. In fact, he's a terrible person. But that's not what she wants to believe. She sees his hologram and understands what he's saying and it's i think it's what she's been wanting to hear she's she's yes. been wanting to hear the truth and she's wanted the truth to be that he didn't abandon her right that he still loves her that yeah. she's still his daughter and you know Mads Mikkelsen i mean he pulls it off in such a great way too you he's know great. that's a that's a that's a scene I'll tear up in for sure where he's saying For how much sure. he loved her and how much he yep. he won't think about Jin because of yeah. how sad it makes him. It's just so hard for him to think about. He calls her Stardust. He's got a nickname for her. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, a, it's a beautiful moment. And that should be enough. But they take us one step further and she actually gets reunited with him just before he gets killed. Like she, yeah. she gets to talk to him as he's dying. She gets to say, like, they get to look each other in the eye and have that moment, have that final moment of just like, you know, kind of everything becomes okay in that moment. Yeah, he's dying and that sucks. But both of them get to look at each other and say, like, okay, like we understand, you know, he's not gonna he's not gonna pass on without knowing that she now understands. And she's going to yeah. get to look at him one more time and say, like, kind of like, I forgive you. I understand what you were doing. And just very, very impactful, powerful stuff to kind of get through a single character in, you know, a two-hour movie. For sure. And there's yeah. so many other characters that they're doing this with. It's just, I mean, that's why this movie is so high on both of our lists. It's just, so good. It's a yeah. work of art. It's um, perfect. But yeah, I mean, to to bring it all back around, that's why Jin is so high on our list is... Her yeah. arc is incredible. It's just, it's yeah. so, so good. She does such a good job. I'm captivated by any anything she's saying, anything she's doing. She has some For great, sure. great lines in the movie. Uh, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm happy to get her on my top five. For sure. I just wanted to say one thing about that scene where he is dying and she is there and they get to reunite. Like they haven't seen each other since she went in that hole so many years, so many years ago. And it's the first time they've seen each other. And the movie makes a very interesting choice to make it very sad. Instead of making it very um, 
like instead of us being relieved that they got to see each other and Jin while he's dying just saying or sorry uh Galen while he's dying just saying I love you or something like that instead he sees her and with his last breath he says I have so much to tell you yeah that is so sad it's just yeah. like he's got no time he's got so much to tell her they finally reunited and he's dead he's dying right now and uh, yeah, that was just, it was quite the choice for the movie to even rip out my heart more, you know, and make me even more with Jin, like, yeah, just make me more with her um, fight back, you know, like she, she now knows that her father loved her. She saw it in his eyes. She got to actually meet, you know, I got to actually see him uh, for one more time. And then that's what's driving her for the remainder of the movie. Yeah. Great movie. So my least favorite from the warm up was Jar Jar Binks, Finn, Jabba the Hutt, Kylo Ren, and Anakin. Very interesting. Anakin went from my number five least favorite character to joining up with Darth Vader in my number, number one favorite characters. Yeah. Now, my current least favorite characters. At number one and number two, I have... Joe Yauza and Cy Snoodles from the new CGI of the Max Rebel Band in Jedi. Good call. Then I have Jar Jar Binks. He slipped. He got knocked out of position by those yeah. two. And number four, I have a real hot take here. Cool. I'm going with Captain Phasma because that okay, character fair. looked way too cool yeah. to do nothing. To, to have a character that looks so awesome and has so much potential and that they slowly build up into something we really, really want to see, for them to throw that character away, that is on my least favorite character list. I agree. With an, with an actress inside that suit who is like on a big television show, on the television show that everybody loves for being such a badass, for being such a great character, everyone's so excited about Phasma, she does nothing. They screwed up so bad with her character that yeah. she made my least favorite character list. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm on board with that, Tim. And then uh, I'm keeping Jabba on the list. I've just never been a fan of Jabba. Very fair. He's disgusting. Yeah. Okay, so um, there's a few changes, uh, but a lot, I think, the same with mine. I don't have it in front of me, but uh, my number one is going to be just specifically episode two Anakin. We all know I don't like him. I just want him to be charismatic at the beginning of the movie and then he can start turning and then I would at least be on board. I'm just off, off, put off by him right away and I can never be won over. Um, so that is going to be my number one, just episode two, because now I'm a big fan of episode three, Anakin. So well, I do like just, the caveat of just episode two, Anakin. Just episode two, yeah. I think before I might have had teen uh, to young adult Anakin. No, you, so you just had Anakin before. Oh, I just had Anakin. Okay, Anakin. yeah. So Anakin slash Hayden Christensen you had. You just like, okay. nope, nope. Only episode two, only episode two, Anakin. Cool. Uh, then number two on my list is Jar Jar Binks. I mean, I don't like, I don't hate him as much as other people hate him, but like he is annoying and doesn't need to be in any yeah, of these He's movies. annoying. <laughs> so yeah. He's, yeah. So he is my number two. Um, use a thing my... and use a people gonna die? A speck? <laughs> a speck? Aspect? That's I speak, What's, in case aspect, you wanted to know. What aspect are you talking about? <laughs> what aspect? Uh, okay. Sith Lord, by the way. Shout out to uh, Jar Jar Binks being a Sith Lord, a bumbling oh. 
Bumbling. The bumbling part is because he's a Sith Lord. No shout outs Fool. to that. Fool you, he does. Oh. Just just hold on to that. Hold on to what you just <laughs> said for my list. Um, number three, General Grievous. I don't like General Grievous. He, yeah, I get again, that. watching this movie, he walks around coughing for half the movie, so I'm not intimidated by him. I think he can be just pushed over, uh, you know, and he'll fall down. And then all of a sudden he whips out these arms and he's just, these arms are going crazy. And then I just, I, I, I feel nothing. I feel nothing for this character at all. Yeah. Again, Clone Wars. I'll just throw, throw that yeah. in there. No, for sure. And and even in the Clone Wars that we watch, like not, not the. Uh, yeah. The, the Jendi Tartakovsky. He's a exactly. badass. Great. He's a badass. Love him. It's yeah. just going around and coughing. I and I'm just like, I don't care about you. I'm not intimidated by you. You are weak. You compare you to Darth Maul when I just looked at Darth Maul and I was like, oh, you don't want to fuck with that guy. And then you got General Grievous where I'm like, what, is this guy going to die on his own? Like, just wait, you guys, he'll die. He was an awful live action character. Yeah, yeah. Um, four is Finn, uh, wasted opportunity. I love the idea of the stormtrooper, the defects, and just huge wasted opportunity for me. They don't do anything with it, I don't think. Yeah. Um, and then five is prequel Yoda because okay. he's... <laughs> a grumpy butt. I don't like him. He's an asshole. And he says the worst lines. I know Anakin, people hate Anakin's lines in like the second movie. Yoda's are worse. Yoda has worse lines than Anakin in this prequel. He just says these backwards things that like are not charming in a way that Yoda is charming later on. It's so annoying the things he says. I can't stand Yoda in the prequels. But wait, I thought we liked Yoda in the prequels. I thought we no. liked his character. I do not. You don't? Oh, no. I'm confused. I thought we talked about it, like that that Yoda being like the Yoda you needed with his humor <laughs> um, compared to the Yoda of the uh, the prequel trilogy because it got so much worse there. I feel like the if you're going to choose a Yoda, it should be the Yoda of the prequel trilogy. That's what I'm saying. I said prequel. Oh, oh sorry. Oh, I had OG in my head for some reason. <laughs> no, I love oh, OG. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, of course. Yeah. Oh, prequel trilogy Yoda. Yeah prequel yeah oh geez oh, amazing I... tim oh geez the man okay thank goodness prequel. i was very confused there sorry no, yeah sorry prequel trilogy sucks i was only half paying attention to what you were saying because i was picturing scenes from the uh the star wars holiday special <laughs> my bad i'm sorry uh you're picturing uh uh gra- grandpa, grandpa grandpa chewy in his chair yeah, grandpa was watching something very delightful He's watching porn, Sorry, Tim. Yes. <laughs> Holy fuck. Yoda from the prequel trilogy so is bad. a useless turd. Useless except when turd, he, yeah. Except when he's fighting. When he's fighting, yeah. he, he looks cool. Yeah. S- still kind of useless. Yeah, but he'll say something really stupid before he starts fighting that doesn't make any sense and is the worst way to deliver Right, line. right, yeah. Agreed, agreed. Yeah. Okay. He also so that's looks, my five. He also looks stupid. He looks dumb. Puppet. Where's yeah. the puppet? Be a puppet. Yeah. Be... Why are you CG? Stop it. Yeah. Clouded your thoughts are. Oh, yeah. thanks. That, do you have anything further you'd like to share on that? Mm, just clouded things are. <laughs> Master Yoda, <laughs> you must tell us what to do. Clouded things are. Think, mm. I, think I must. Oh, answer the question yourself must do. But Master, you've been around for for eight hundred years. You, you you don't have the answer. Hmm. Answers are questions in disguise. I think now you know the true path to the truth. 
Master, what does that mean? <laughs> oh. Room service now I must order. <laughs> he does order room service in that movie, which is really weird. <laughs> does he really? No, he doesn't. Tim. Oh, okay. He doesn't. But that he does great. he does say he does say uh, questions lead to fear. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to more questions. He hates questions. Questions you have. Whoa. Questions lead to more questions. Hmm? Leading to even more questions. Leading to the dark side. No more questions you will have for Master Yoda today. But Master, you're the wise one. <laughs> tell us tell us more. Let a youngling answer your question. <laughs> like he he asks he gets asked a question and he directs it to a child. <laughs> E.T. No <laughs> like Yoda. Yoda speak in riddles. E.T. no like riddles. I don't know how E.T. made it into this oh, episode. Shoot. Did E.T. make shit. it in? I, I would take E.T. over prequel Yoda. <laughs> hey, any day. here we go. Here we go. E.T. and Yoda's place in the prequel trilogy. Hell yes. Better or Hell worse? Hell yes. Better or worse? Way, Way better. better. Way better, right? Way better. I agree. Okay, Dean. Moving on. Okay. To favorite lightsaber duel. Yeah. Uh, I'll go you first. You want me to go? I'll go first. Okay. Another tough call. I've been having a tough time with a lot of these. This was tough. A lot of um, moments in this franchise deserve these spots. It was between two, but I'm going to go with, and this is what I thought I was always going to go with. I just gave some consideration to another scene, but I am going to go with the Anakin versus Obi-Wan battle on Mustafar in Revenge of the Sith. They built up this moment for three movies. The fight is 10 minutes long. They cover amazing locations. The stakes are so high. The final outcome is so heartbreaking. Um, it just moves me in a way that not much else does in this, in this entire franchise. That is for sure my favorite lightsaber duel. Awesome. This was close for me, for sure. Uh, what I really love about it is that both of their lightsabers are blue because yeah. they are both their brothers. You know, they're on the same side and you usually don't get that in a fight. You get the different colors. Yeah. But instead of going with the different colors, it's more meaningful to go with the same color in this instance because you really get it. Every time you see those two blue lightsabers hitting each other, you get it. They, they fought side by side, not against each other. It's great. It's a great fight. It almost made it for me. Um but the one that I am going to pick is the one that I went in thinking I would pick. And then I ended up watching a bunch of videos of a bunch of fights and then coming back around to it. And it is, uh, it's episode eight, uh, with, with, with Ray and Ren and the red boys. Okay. Uh, I love it. In the throne I room. I love this. Yeah. The, I love the throne room. I love the red that's surrounding them in the room. And then something happens in the fight where like Ray's lightsaber gets kind of caught. The guy kind of catches Ray's lightsaber. And then through the fight, she's able to kill him and then whip his weapon against the wall. And it hits the red curtain. And then the red curtain starts to catch on fire. And then as the fight continues on, the fire gets bigger and bigger until they're just surrounded by fire. So there's no more of a red room. It's just like this fire around them. I think that's really cool. Like a really nice element to change the background of the fight just with something that happened in the fight. 
Um, plus there's like, I think there's really cool weapons um, that are being, that, that these, uh, these different guys are wielding. Um, there's cool lightsaber kills in it. You know, there's a really cool one where Ray throws it to Ren and he catches it and just presses the lightsaber to kill the guy that's standing or holding him behind him. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's just got a lot of stuff that I really, I really like about it. It's really flashy and, uh, and I appreciate it. I like it. Yeah. It looked great. Yeah. Yeah. My honorable mention was going to be, uh, Darth Vader versus Luke in, uh, the empire strikes back in cloud city, just an, an epic, beautiful looking, uh, lightsaber fight. Those are my top three. That's what I was trying to decide between was the one you picked, the one I picked and that one. Nice. Okay. Now. We're going to move on. This is a big one, Dean. This is our favorite moment from the franchise. Okay. We are going to boil it down to a single favorite moment. One moment. What do you got? From a movie. That is ninth on my list. It is. Get out. From a Phantom Menace, it is the two doors opening on Darth Maul and Duel of Fates playing. Okay, cool. I can't get over that moment. For me, that's like the best moment in 90s cinema. <laughs> like, I just, <laughs> the door, it hits me every single time. And maybe it's just because of when, well, the age I was when that came out, you know, it was like 15 or maybe it was 14, 13. I, I don't know how to, yeah, I was 13, man. I was 13 when that movie hit theaters. And I was just so excited for Star Wars to be hitting theaters in my lifetime, being 13 years old. Um, that moment gets me. Duel of Fates is my favorite song after that. Um, the fight's great after that. It's, it's awesome. But it is just the magic of that moment. And, and if you didn't know, I mean, everybody knows because it was in the trailer. But like, you haven't seen the two-sided lightsaber. So the door's yeah. open. You got this badass standing behind just in a cloak. You got uh, Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi being like, we'll take care of this. Everyone else, you know, running away, puts the cloak down. You know, he gets ready to fight. He ignites one side. Then he ignites the other side. And you're like, oh, shit, it's two-sided lightsaber. There's so many great moments in Star Wars. But for me, this moment just has some sort of magic to it that I can't I can't reach. It's just, it's it's my favorite. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I think a lot yeah. of people would agree with you. Yeah. Um. That that wasn't really a moment I considered, but I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just the visuals. The, I mean, the soundtrack bangs so hard at that moment. The so double-sided hard, lightsaber, yeah. just the you know the importance of that fight, and uh, yeah, that is a great moment. Yeah. For me, I'm gonna go with the moment when Darth Vader overthrows the Emperor to save Luke in Return of the Jedi. I thought the trilogy did a hell of a job building up to that moment. Uh, you have this showdown of ultimate good versus ultimate evil. You have the family dynamic going on. It looks like evil's going to win. You just get that feeling that Luke can't possibly overcome these two Sith. And then Anakin completely redeemed. He completely redeems himself. Yes. And gives us my favorite moment in the franchise by killing the emperor to save his son's life. Um, it's just, I, it's just the most iconic for me. I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I saw that as a kid, it was such a big moment as a kid because you, you want to root for Darth Vader. You already want to root for him as the bad guy. So 
when he ultimately does the right thing and turns into the good guy, you like him even more. Yeah. So it, sure. it was great. I do want to shout out to my second choice, which is Jin and Andor dying at the end of Rogue One. Pretty great. Uh, it's a really sad and dark moment in the movie uh, that needed to happen so the movie could like complete what it was trying to sell to us. Yeah. Right. Um, like, even though we already know none of them survive because that was, that was mentioned in the OG trilogy that everybody died getting this information about the death star to them. Yeah. I still thought they were going to live. I didn't think the movie was going to kill them. Their characters were too big, too cool. And I just thought, you know what? Maybe they're going to escape here and just go into hiding somewhere. And yeah. th their story is that they're never heard from again, or maybe we'll catch up with them down the road. That didn't happen. The beauty of their death, I thought, was just epic. Um, that's that's my number two. Great moment. Yeah, great. Every time I watch this movie, I forget until about 45 minutes left that everybody's going to die. Everybody. The, like, I know that that happens, but when I'm in the movie and I'm watching it, I forget that that's where we're going. I forget that that's the end because everybody's so great in it. Everyone's dragging you and it's exactly what you said. Like everyone's pulling you in. You're like, these are such great characters. You don't think that they die at the end of this. You know, you don't, you don't, you don't remember that. At least I don't. And then like, as soon as we start going on the last mission, like the mission where they are rogue one, then I'm like, oh yeah, they all die. And it doesn't matter how many times I see it. It always catches me kind of off guard in that moment where I get reminded that they're all going to die. Um, so great. So great for that movie to end in that way, even though we know it's going to be that way. It still, you know, pulled it off. The stakes were so high for everybody and everybody had their own part that we were still rooting for them, even though we knew they were going to die. We still yeah. were like, well, maybe not. Maybe they won't. Maybe they'll make it through. The only two characters of substance in that movie who don't die are General Tarkin and Darth Vader. Yeah. Everybody else who you see on screen for more than like a minute dies. Yep. And I liked it. I thought it was a great it's choice great. for Star Wars to make. Uh, I want more stuff like that. Please and thank you. Now, Dean, let's move to our least favorite moment in the franchise. Okay. Go ahead. It's why I loved your uh, one and two least favorite characters so much. And that's because my least favorite moment is a Max Rebo band. I think it's called Jedi Rocks in uh, in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> yeah. Um, so out of place. Uh, they The characters look awful. Yeah. Uh, the song isn't very good. They kind of sing to the camera. Like yeah. they're kind of looking at the camera, which is so weird. Um, it's so out of place in a Star Wars movie. I, I told this on that episode, but... I have a friend who's like really into movies and knows a lot about movies like and he's always suggesting to me classic movies to watch and all the greatest movies to watch. He hasn't seen Star Wars because he doesn't really watch franchise. He doesn't really watch genre sci-fi stuff. And he walked in on that scene. He's heard about Star Wars as being great all his life. Yeah. And he walked in on that scene and just said, this is Star Wars. <laughs> and we all had to be like, well, no, not really. This is the worst <laughs> like, moment of Star this Wars. This is the worst moment in Star Wars. He, It was just very clear to me that that was the worst moment in Star Wars for him to walk in on and see Star Wars. So this is the worst moment for me in Star Wars. 
I agree. It's my worst moment as well. Yeah, uh, great. It's not even close. Um, no. <laughs> I will give honorable mention to um, the horses riding out on a great. Star Destroyer yeah. in The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. But the Max Rebo band reinsertion into the uh, Return of the Jedi, this was not even an original idea. This was one of those CG things that yeah. Lucas added in after the fact. What was he thinking? This is awful. It's such yeah. a tarnish on such a great movie. Very possibly could have lost Return of the Jedi like a spot in my rankings just because of that. Maybe. It's very possible. Yeah. But yeah, I, I completely agree. All right, Dean. Well, we are getting close to wrapping this up. But we've got a couple more things to do here. Okay. This is a fun one. I'm looking forward to this one. I want us to change one thing from each trilogy. Now, this can be whatever you want. This can okay. be small. This can be large. This can be removing a character because the character doesn't fit. This can be changing the plot so the entire trilogy is affected. It can be whatever you want. Yeah. I will say that my answers do radically change the story of each trilogy. Um, so I understand that <laughs> uh, they'll make me I mad. Get, <laughs> I get that I might be changing like the entire trilogy, yeah. Yeah. but I, I do think that these are ideas that could create some interesting arcs. So for sure, let's go trilogy by trilogy. Okay. Um, you go first and then I'll go. Okay. What would you like to change about the prequel trilogy? What I want to change about the prequel trilogy is uh, Darth Maul doesn't die in A Phantom Menace. Okay. Um, and he is uh, uh, he is the Count Dooku role in the next two movies. And then I, I feel like that kill, like Anakin, same thing. Anakin maybe is the one who ends up killing him um, in at the beginning of Revenge of the Sith, just like he does Count Dooku. And it's like it has more of this revenge aspect to it because maul still is going to be the one who killed qui-gon jinn so you know maul's still the one who killed the first jedi he ever met and so right. it's got like a little bit more revenge to it a little bit more that i buy into him wanting to kill him like the uh palpatine's argument for um anakin to kill dooku is like you he cut off your hand so you should probably cut off his head <laughs> Like that's, um, it's just, it's not quite enough for me. Like I, I know that he's been manipulating him and he should, you know, he's got him in a situation to kill him, but I feel like that would be so much more powerful if it was like, he killed Qui-Gon Jinn. Didn't you love Qui-Gon Jinn? And then boom, cut his head off. So I want it to be Maul. I think Maul's much more of a formidable foe than Count Dooku. Count Dooku's great. Uh, you know, I love Christopher Lee, but he's a very old man. Um, and I would be more afraid of uh darth maul in all of those moments i like it i i think a lot of cool. people would agree with you i think a lot of people yeah want darth maul not to get killed in that movie and it turns out that i'm one of them dean because that's my change <laughs> to the prequel trilogy is don't what? kill darth maul but tim we have matched up on so much <laughs> stuff know. today it is blowing my mind it's amazing <laughs> my reasoning though is a bit different from you Okay, yeah, fair. Okay. I mean, first of all, nobody wanted this. Just let him live. Everybody hated yeah. when you introduce a character so cool, then you kill him. But I think, Dean, 
I think there's room for both Maul and Dooku in Attack of the Clones. Okay. I thought they made Dooku way too overpowered in that movie anyways. So pull back on his power a little bit, throw Maul in there, and you've got some really fun posturing between the two. Then you have Dooku and Maul fighting Obi-Wan and Anakin. And then you have Yoda fighting Dooku and Maul. And it makes more sense when Yoda loses, right? Because he's up against two rather than one. I think think it makes that whole story tighter, much, much tighter than it is. I think it would be a lot more fun to watch. Um, So I'm with you. Don't kill Maul. Great. Now, original trilogy, I'd be very, very surprised if we match up on this one. We will not match up. Okay. Now, what do you got? I'm throwing around two things right now. Um, One of them is very, very small, and one of them is slightly bigger. Um, I'm going to go with the very, very small one. Okay. I don't want Leia to kiss Luke. (laughs) Just don't do it. That's Just awesome. don't do it. <laughs> I love it. That's it. <laughs> okay, what's the other one? I want to hear your other one. Well, my other one is just that in Return of the Jedi, the Ewoks don't totally take control of the battle at the end. Like, maybe they are a helping hand. Yeah. Maybe they help everybody because they know the lay of the land. But not they take out some rocks and some tree trunks and all of a sudden own the... <laughs> Right. own the empire i'm good with know? that too yeah i don't yeah that. so those are my two i like it mine was much bigger yes uh, yes again I've been, I've been going big here i want leia to train as a jedi in the original cool. trilogy uh i think it would have made a lot of sense for her to be trained uh her already great character becomes way better if you do that now this this obviously might be very difficult to do you know this would radically change the trilogy but hear me out she's already looking for obi-wan so let her find obi-wan and he trains her okay luke can still go to yoda maybe yoda sends for luke and gets luke to go to go go to him then you have two jedi training two skywalkers you have them both trying to turn darth vader which makes any moment with darth vader Doubly as impactful because now you have two kids. Or maybe the Emperor is able to turn one of them to the dark side and one of them actually goes. I think that would also create a really interesting scenario. So that's my change for the original trilogy. Train Leia as a Jedi. I like this a lot. I was uh, I was kind of flirting with an idea like this for a little bit, um, but never settled on anything. But yeah, because like... Leia being Luke's sister doesn't actually matter in these movies. And I think it should. I think that what you said just there makes it matter because like she never, you know, they they talk about, you know, there's another, there's another Skywalker, but she never gets that moment. You know, she never gets that moment to, to sort of be in, to actually to have anything to do with Darth Vader, you know? So that's why the, the sister thing doesn't really matter at all because you know, Darth Vader, even when he's in his like dying moments to to Luke, he's like, tell Leia you were right, you know, which I just think is a weird thing to like tell my daughter I've never met that her dad says, 
your brother's right. <laughs> you know, like yeah, I remember, I remember you mentioning it's that. So in that weird. Episode. Like, like tell Leia I love so her weird. or something. Like I don't know. Like yeah. tell Leia I wish I met her. Like I, I don't know. Like I tell Leia you were right is weird. I, I want Leia to get more. I want I want her to be more important to the Darth Vader story. She's very important to the Star Wars story. Um, they give her a lot to do in Star Wars. I want her to be more important in that Darth Vader story, and that's how you do it. I mean, she doesn't get her Jedi training kind of like montage until the Rise of Skywalker when she's training yeah. Rey. It happens and it, like and it was off so <laughs> cool. Like, yeah, it was so cool when she's kind of wearing her gear for just a minute, you know, and help and helping Rey out. That belonged at the very beginning. Yeah, totally agree. That is an awesome change. I love it. All right, sequel trilogy. I mentioned this in the Rise of Skywalker episode. Kylo Ren has the potential to be in my top five favorite characters. Yeah. But he didn't make it because I think they dropped the ball with his connection with Vader. I think the whole sequel trilogy drops the ball with Vader. We love mm -hmm. Vader so much. That's the, that's the essence of Star Wars. That's the arc that we love so much. And it's like thrown away, basically, for the sequel trilogy. This is how you could have brought it back in. Kylo Ren's so obsessed with Vader make that be the reason he turns make his realization that his grandfather did this and overthrew uh the 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 um to palpatine the emperor and make that his drive to do it you know i i think it could bring it brings then the importance of what vader did back into the trilogy and it makes for me kylo's journey a bit better um where he just hates 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 you know kind of everything about the Jedi world, the Sith world, but he's still really focused on Vader. And then he kind of realizes, oh, Vader took this down. He took down the Siths and I hate them. Um, this is how I do it. I, I do have to follow in my grandfather's footsteps, mm. but it's not to be the ultimate evil. It's to be the ultimate good or whatever it is. Like it's to, it's to make this turn. And if he makes that turn, he makes it onto my top five favorite characters, but that never happened. So he never made it. So you want him to have that realization about Vader instead of the Luke moment? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I want it to be more connected with Vader than it is with Luke, than it is with Ray. I don't want his turn to be just like, like Ray basically yeah. turned him. I don't want that. I want the turn to be focused on Vader. Like, like yeah. have that turn be because even have even have han solo his memory of han solo or whatever explain it to him explain to him what vader did and then that's how he kind of comes around i just need it more connected to that because he's so obsessed with vader and vader turned so like it's right there for you just make it part of that story yeah i mean that would make more sense when he goes after palpatine too right because exactly be yeah exactly be doing it because vader did it yeah i like yeah. that yeah for me in the sequel trilogy i want to go with the dark ray plot uh, if you want her so badly to be a Palpatine, then don't be afraid to lean into it. Have her turn. Have her earlier in the trilogy accept the offer from Palpatine to like take his place. I think in the movies, Kylo had a misplaced admiration for Vader. That, that didn't really work. You're saying the same yeah. thing. It didn't really go anywhere. Yeah. I want I want them to switch that admiration for Ray to have it for Palpatine. Uh, let her flip sides and then use Finn, Kylo, and Luke to go up against her. 
I think you get a really great redemption arc for Luke being able to work again with Kylo. I think you'd have a super powerful character in Dark Ray because it would actually be the Emperor's soul in her body, right? He's just using her powerful young body as a vessel. Yeah. Uh, and I think then she becomes probably the biggest villain in Star Wars ever. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I don't hate it because uh, I don't have a connection to any of the storylines really going on um, in that uh, in that sequel trilogy because it's so all over the place. So, yeah, sure. I, I think that's an idea that they were playing with. Yeah. Um, they were thinking about possibly going there anyways. Uh, I think you get that in the scene where we do get a dark ray. I think that's in there because they considered having her as a villain in the movie. I think she looks so cool in that scene as much as I loved her as Ray, you know, the, the bringer of light. I think she would have been amazing as the dark villain in the movie. Yeah. Cool. I like it. Awesome. Well, Dean, that is going to wrap it up. For that year of Star Wars. Oh, no. That was great. That was fun. It was a fun year. That was a fun year. Um, The the full year walkthrough was a lot of fun. That was our first time doing a full year walkthrough. Our other franchise walkthroughs have been, you know, three episodes, four episodes, six episodes, whatever. The full year was a lot of fun. So I definitely want to do a full year event next year okay okay but i couldn't really come up with a franchise i wanted to cover that was going to fit that timeline that's 11 movies long right so i've come up with something a bit different oh okay so 2023 at talking back is going to be the year of the ninja Ooh. okay i want to dig into the ninja genre I love ninja movies, Dean. I've only seen a handful. So the first Monday of every month, we're going to review a ninja movie. I've got them picked out. We're going to be covering a wide range of ninja movies. We'll be covering films across five decades because I want to get a really good sense for the genre. What's happened, you know, way in the past, what happened in the middle, what happened recently. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think the listeners... I'm hoping the listeners are interested in this idea. If not, you can drop us a line. Let us know if you'd prefer we cover something different. And you never know. We might choose to do that the following year. Yeah. Now, Dean, I've got the movies picked out. But as I mentioned earlier, you inspired me with your thanks to the listeners. So I'm going to throw it out here right now. Okay. I want any of the listeners... In any way that they want, social media, talkbackpod at Gmail, send us your recommendation for a ninja movie that we review this year, and we will select one of them to be in the mix. I'll pull one of the ones I have selected out. I will put a listener recommendation in place, and we will cover that. This is huge. This is huge. What I'm hoping is that we get some repeat entries. Right, so that yeah. we can like actually choose one that it sounds like people want us to cover. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I'll throw out there. Wow. Hit us up. Let us, if you have a favorite ninja movie, let us know. If you've got a movie you think you'd like us to cover in the ninja genre, let us know. We will be selecting 
a listener chosen ninja movie to cover next year in the ninja walkthrough amazing listeners this is huge tim this is your chance even let tim doesn't <laughs> even let me suggest things to him this is huge this is power listeners this is your chance to throw in what we should cover i'm super excited about this super excited about the ninja idea i love i, I loved martial arts movies as a kid um and i haven't really watched a lot since then so uh it's gonna be really fun love movies with ninjas in it uh can't wait yeah and we're gonna do 12 we're gonna do 12 yeah. I, okay i don't I, I, maybe the the warm-up and the wrap-up get worked into the first and last episode For sure. okay but yeah. since it's not like a franchise we're just gonna 12. we're gonna blast out 12 ninja movies and i love it these these movies are all over the place okay i've i've i made a point of of choosing very very different you know movies from different times I love uh, it. very different things going on it's going to be a lot of fun i'm really looking forward to getting into it so i'm so bring pumped. on so pumped bring on the first monday in january yeah is it now let's do it all right dean thank you for this wonderful star wars franchise walkthrough i think we left it all out there um i don't have anything else to say yeah, it's it's all on the table. Thank you. Thank you for the whole year of all of the Star Wars movies. This wrap up, it's all been great. All of our discussions have been awesome. They've shaped my ideas of Star Wars and only added to them, only added good things to my to my um my feelings towards Star Wars and my ideas about Star Wars. So, thank you. Yeah. Thank you um everybody for tuning in we uh we hope you enjoyed it if you want to continue talking star wars with us feel free we're happy to talk anytime about more star wars and everybody listening if you're looking for a way to support talking back we would love it if you would support us further even beyond the listens uh, there's a few ways you can do that you can start by telling your friends about us spread the word about talking back let people know you can also leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast app. You can send us a one-time donation of any amount, $1, $2, wow, whatever you want. It's up to you. It doesn't matter. We're so happy for, for anything you'd be willing to, to donate. That's over at buymeacoffee.com slash talking back. Or you can sign up to be a patron and gain access to exclusive episodes over at patreon.com slash talking back. This is what we, we recommend because you get something wonderful in return. You get more episodes, arguably our best episodes. Dean and I let loose over on Patreon. Uh, it's, a, it's a real fun time. Check that out. $2, you can get episodes. $5, you can get episodes. Check it out. And now that this episode's over... Don't worry, head on over to bfopnetwork.com and check out one of the and check out one of the other amazing nostalgia-based podcasts in our network. We promise you'll find something that you like or we'll give you a full refund. Dean, thank you for joining. Thanks Tim, this was great. Thanks everybody for listening and we'll catch you next time.
I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la. 